Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. and Missoula Sports Center. The Grizz pulled out the spookiest of wins. The Bobcats have a showdown with conference title implications upcoming, and high school postseasons hit a fever pitch over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Montana was flagged a total of 19 times and officially penalized 12 while also turning the ball over four times and seeing senior quarterback Cam Humphrey get knocked out of the game yet again. Yet the Grizz still figured out a way to pull out a bizarre 20-19 win over Southern Utah Saturday in Missoula. The Grizz moved to 3-2 and two in Big Sky play, 6-2 and two over Overall, while dropping Southern Utah to 1-8. and eight. For more on the weirdest of Grizz victories, tune into Nuanez now for the Montana Football Hour today at 4 p.m. Montana State and Eastern Washington ranked number 4 and number 5 in this week's poll, respectively. Each had buys last week. This week, the two top teams in the big sky square off in Cheney, Washington. EWU is looking to bounce back from its first conference loss two weeks ago, a 35-34 home loss to Weber State. Montana State has won seven straight and sits atop the conference standings at 5-0 and oh in big sky conference play. And finally, the high school football playoffs are into the quarterfinals for all classifications and the Sentinel Spartans know their opponent to begin their postseason title defense. The reigning Class AA champions will take on Great Falls High after the Bison eliminated Missoula Big Sky 41-14. Other AA quarterfinal matchups include Bozeman at Helena, Capital at West, and Butte at Glacier. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
showing its little stiff upper lip. You know the main man, Marty Morningweg, is in studio. It's Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for joining us here on your Monday. Great first hour. Appreciate my good friend, Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, for swinging by. Help us diagnose what was, no question, the most bizarre football game I have ever covered on Saturday at Washington Grizzly Stadium. You find everything from the Montana Football Hour on the podcast, Nuanas Now podcast, available on all your various podcast hosting platforms, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. Time now for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningwig in studio. It's presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Coach, how we living? What's going on? One word or two words. Go Grizz! <laughs> huh? They won, they won the game. They won the period. game. Period. They won the game. I'm going to move on. I'm going to give you a scenario here, Coach. You're, you're, let's say you're the head coach of a football team. Your squad draws 19 flags, 12 of which are accepted. Your team commits four turnovers. Your starting quarterback, who hasn't played in a month, comes into the game and then gets knocked out of the game. Your All-American kicker turner gets hurt. Both your offensive tackles go down. Your One of your running backs, who's finally back from injury, gets knocked out of the game. And, oh, by the way, you only rush the ball for 2.1 yards per carry. Are you going to win that football game? They did. They won it. That's what they I'm saying. They won the game. Now, there's a lot of uh, reasons and excuses and all that. I'm sure Bobby's going to look at that thing one time. One time. That's Make right. Make his point. Get it. Admit it. Correct it. Find the solution. Move on. They got another big game coming up. And I can't wait to see the Grizz rock and roll this weekend. That's uh, actually, I was thinking about this. The timing of this all was very interesting because the NCAA has mandated a required day off on election day. Student athletes cannot participate in any sort of sport because they want the young people to go out and vote. Okay. There's a lot of ins and outs of that, but broadly, I think that's great. You know, get young people to engage in in civic duties like voting. I, I got it. So because of that, though, Football coaches aren't taking a day off. Football teams aren't taking a day off. So they were in on Sunday. I actually think it helps them wipe this a lot earlier. Because you go in on Sunday, you say, hey, boys, we played yesterday. It was a hard-fought game. We're going to watch this for a half a second. And then it's on to Northern Colorado. And then we're going to have our Tuesday practice Monday. You're going to get Tuesday off. And here here we go. Fresh start. No, that's a good point. I, uh, you know, A voting thing? You can find some time to vote, for God's sakes. <laughs> I mean, I now, know. I will tell you, a student-athlete, that is like two full-time jobs. I got it. However, you can find an hour to get your butt down there and vote, I would think. I think we've overdone it. First I've ever heard of that. I know. I know. I know. At I know. Every, every state, every school. Everywhere. Everywhere. Every, you can't meet or practice on Tuesday? There will be no college football practices in the United States of America tomorrow. Well, crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's, that's like that Willie Nelson song. Crazy. <laughs> little Patsy Cline yeah, action Patsy Klein, as well. You got it. You know it. Well, Coach, we always start out with, What's closest to you? You got a boy coaching at the Division Two level down in Texas. You got a boy playing at Carroll College. So how'd the morning wave? Bingo. Two and zero. Two and zero. Let's go. Carroll College Saints. Go Saints. They, they're they're at five hundred. Finish strong, Saints. And then Big Sky won a big one. They uh, it was something like fifty two to nothing. Uh, so it was a big win for them. They're they're kind of like the Grizz. They've got two more left. They win those two. They're in the tournament. And the key is to get in the tournament because then you have a chance. If you're not in the tournament, no chance. Get in the tournament. 
I think that fans and observers and people that watch football frequently, you know, they have a passion for football. They think of seasons as this this whole moment in time. But I think that, especially as a coach, I think you'd probably agree with this. It really is week to week, right? I mean, when the, when coaches are saying, "Hey, we're only concentrating on this week. We're not looking ahead," but also, "Hey." This week's done. We're moving on. I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is there's a real chance that Montana or anybody else, you can you can play not well at all on a Saturday. I mean, we're going to get into this in the NFL, but the Cincinnati Bengals went and whipped the Baltimore Ravens and then went and lost the New York Jets. It's as simple as week to week, right? It's not only week to week, which is true. It is day by day, hour by hour. That's how structured it needs to be. You have to accomplish certain things in every hour of the day and the team has to accomplish certain things every hour of the day and then you move on to the next part of the game plan and then you practice it and then you move on to the next part of the game plan and then you practice it and then ultimately you play. But the hard work and the preparation is key for any football team because there is no substitute for the hard work and preparation that must occur. I think that's a huge part of the Grizz right now, too, is that they've had guys that have been banged up. They've had guys that have been uh, a little sickness going on. And Coach Elk has steadfast always been, if you don't practice, you don't play. But he's had to push back on that a little bit because he doesn't have anybody to practice. So he's got to have guys that aren't necessarily preparing like he wants them to. So I think that might be hindering just their their overall fluidity as a team. I'll tell you what, you make a good point. Not practicing and playing in games, there are some fellas that can do that sort of seamlessly. There are other fellas that if they don't practice, it shows up in the game. And then there's some guys that Brian Westbrook, I remember having a conversation with him. If he didn't practice for about one week, no problem. Two weeks, no problem. You get in that third or fourth week, it starts showing up in the ball game. So I sort of had to push him to practice just a little bit to stay sharp. But that's a heck of a point. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. It is the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out nwmsrocks.com. I was on there last night. They say they boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. They're not lying. I could have been on there for hours. So many sweet trucks from all over the region. So if you're in the market for a truck, head on over to nwmsrocks.com. The Monday afternoon quarterback presented in part by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine, locally owned and operated for more than 50 years. Stop by 4800 Grant Creek Road. Start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. Coach, two more thoughts on the Grizz before we get into some NFL stuff. Montana... Went with Chris Brown like they have for the last four games, a redshirt freshman who uh, has a lot of potential. I think he's having a hard time seeing the full picture right now, but he is getting a little better. But after two series and no points, they brought in the senior, Cam Humphrey. Humphrey, it was very clear to me, you could see him being a much quicker decision maker with the football. Makes sense because he's a, he's a six-year senior compared to a redshirt freshman. But then he gets knocked out of the game. Chris Brown comes in. Post-game press conference, Bobby Houck said, uh, they had planned on playing two quarterbacks. He said that for several weeks in a row. He said it every week since they played the best two-quarterback system in the country in Sacramento State. And so you wonder if he's taking a page out of that book. But I, we've also seen 
pretty much everybody in the league used multiple quarterbacks this this year except for Eastern Washington because Eastern Washington's got a first-team All-American at quarterback. They don't need to rotate him. But uh, what do you think of just two quarterback systems in general? Great positives and negatives. Right. And I'll, I'll go through some of the positives. The first thing is, if you have a player that may not be ready to play the quarterback position at a high level, but you look at your roster, and he's one of the very best football players. Exactly. You've got a chance to get him on the field. And in my experience, some of the plays that pop really well with that number two quarterback on the field is when he's eye candy. I remember one time in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, we were averaging, this is after about six games, we were averaging 9.2 yards per play when Lamar was eye candy and like 5.9 when he actually had his hands on the ball. So you can get real creative with that, but it gives you a chance, an opportunity to get a heck of a football player on the field. The other positive is, if you ever need to go to that man as the starter, He's got some confidence. he gets experience. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what type of experience, he's played in league games. The third positive is it pulls from your opponent's preparation big time because they have to prepare for all those things you're going to do with the second quarterback. There are some negatives to it, right? I'm a big believer in rhythm. That's, a, that's real. So you have to communicate, you have to practice it if you're going to do it. The second thing is communication across the board, not only with the quarterbacks, with the whole football team. No surprises. Everybody has to understand what we're doing. The last thing I would comment on playing the two-quarterback system is right about now, you're going to start getting some ugly weather, rain, sleet, snow, wind. When that time occurs, are you really going? Michigan had it. Yep. That second quarterback put the ball on the ground. Okay, that goes through your mind. However, you must anticipate it and tell that man that's his duty to the team. That's his job is to stay ready, stay warm, get by the heater, do the up-downs and jumping jacks because you're going in, and it could be in the red zone. So, and you better take care of the ball. So if you cover all of those issues, then you're in great shape with the two-quarterback system. It's uh, it's what Montana State is doing right now because they have Tommy Malat, who's a freshman from Butte, who's about 6'1", 210, and muscled up, and he can run down on kicks and hit people, but he also is a quarterback. He's not quite ready to play quarterback at the Division One level because he is coming from Montana High School, but that's exactly what they've been doing. They've been playing him eight to ten snaps a game. Sometimes he's the ball carrier. Most of the time he's not. Most of the time he just lines up at quarterback and then gets out of there, and they snap it to the running back or whatever. But like you're saying, the eye candy, but also then that guy can then get on the field. You have an excuse to take him on the road on your travel roster and all that stuff. So uh, I don't think the Grizz are going to be operating a two-quarterback system in the next couple weeks only because – Bobby Halcard, they ever talks about injuries, but he did say that Cam Humphrey left the game because of health reasons. And so I, I do think that they're going to have to go with Chris Brown down the stretch here. And uh, I know that they're trying to you know, do the gamesmanship thing. We're playing two quarterbacks. Maybe Robbie Patterson gets some snaps, whatever. But um, I do think it's interesting, though. I think the other factor when it comes to college football is that we've seen the, all these crazy spread offenses where now everybody's trying to run 80 plays, 90 plays a game. 
So you really do get a bunch of guys on the field. All sorts of guys are getting snaps. Well, who's, where's the one spot you don't rotate a bunch? Quarterback. I mean, what? Count them up. One, two, three. The last three Heisman Trophy winners are transfers. Yeah. The last three number one overall picks are transfers. Because what happened to those guys? They got stuck in a spot where they didn't, th- you know, Joe Burrow doesn't think he's going to beat out Justin Fields. And then he goes and wins the Heisman at LSU, and now he's tearing it up in the NFL. So I guess that I think a lot of times these coaches are playing a little two-quarterback system too, though, to keep the ranks a little bit happy, to keep guys around and make them, you know, think, hey, so they don't go transfer somewhere else. No, that is true. I know him a lot real well. He was in that camp. That's right. Yep. Quarterback school. And I'll tell you what, Chris Brown, I think he's getting better and better. You mentioned it. It's subtly, yeah. right? And I'm waiting for him to just absolutely turn it loose. The third thing is with, with Bobby, it looked to me like Humphreys coming off this injury, he wanted to give him a couple series maybe in the first half. And it looked this way, but without talking to anybody sure. over there. And then maybe a couple series in the second half and get that leg going just right. a little bit right. and do that and leading up to the to the stretch run, which we're in, and then into the playoffs. It looked to me like that's what he was trying to do. You mentioned having Tommy Mulata at your quarterback camp. What do you think of his prospects as a quarterback? Well, I liked him very much. Because he's a ridiculously good athlete. Well... That's one thing. I'll tell you a story. I was sitting on the bus with the great Bill Walsh. Mm-hmm. And I was going, okay. And I was coaching Steve Young at the time. And, you know, Steve was playing great. And I'm going, coach, what made you trade for Steve Young? Because he gave up quite a little bit. For sure. Back then. And Steve was coming off of a bad episode in the USFL and then a bad <laughs> episode at Tampa, right? For, for people that don't know the, the backstory of Steve Young, Steve Young was like one of the golden boys in America, winning the Heisman Trophy at BYU. He was one of the first guys to take the bait of the USFL when the USFL was this fledgling league. The NFL had had multiple labor stoppages, and so there was an appeal of a different league, and it was basically Herschel Walker and Steve Young that went to the USFL. And Steve Young, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he signed the first $5 million a year contract in the history of football. And uh, then it all went awry, and the USFL goes bankrupt, and now all of a sudden he's stuck in Tampa. And it's like, man, this might be the most tragic tale that ever happened. But then he found a way. He found a way out and got to San Francisco. And then Bill said, you know, I wasn't sure, but you have such a great athlete that's got point guard skills. You know, and all the great quarterbacks have those point guard skills. They might do it just a little bit different. It might look a little bit different, but they have that feel and that gut instincts. And so that reminds me just a little bit of Tommy Malott. What a great athlete. He throws the ball really well. If it happens, which I think the odds are pretty good, it may be big. He needs to uh, be careful only because he's going to have happen to him what happened to Garrett Graves. And I should happen is the wrong word. Garrett Graves, a couple years ago, ran down on kickoff and knocked the Eastern Washington kicker turner straight out the game, and he's playing safety in the next month. Tommy Mallott, he's like having an all-league special teams type year right now. He's one of their best special teams players. When you got a guy who runs 4-5 and he's 210 pounds, as a coach, you're sitting there, all right, all right, this guy's a freshman, maybe we'll develop him, but you start itching, right? And you start thinking, maybe this guy could play some outside linebacker or something. You're exactly right. I know that that has happened Yeah, and has tried to happen for sure to many really really good players at the quarterback position and on my podcast campmartypodcast.com i talked to steve young about that 
he this is a Heisman Trophy winner, <laughs> right. first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback, and because of two things, because he was left-handed and because he was such a great athlete that the coach there, not, not Lavelle, but the offensive coordinator wanted to move him right. to the secondary. Right. And Steve fought it just a little bit, and they had an offensive coordinator change, and that coordinator, Mike Holmgren, wanted to give Steve an opportunity, and then history is made. So you think about how many quarterbacks, because a lot of high school quarterbacks are simply the best athletes, sure. especially in small towns. How many times has that happened to a really, really good quarterback? Oh, man, and we see it at the Montana school so much, too, because almost always guys from Montana that play quarterback that are good enough to get a shot with the Cats or the Grizz, they also played something else, and then all of a sudden the opportunity is better for them earlier at a different position. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg, in studio with me. One last question here on the college angle, Coach. I know you mentioned a lot of your coaching influences there, like guys like Mike Holmgren and Bill Walsh. Obviously one of the most innovative systems in the history of football on the West Coast offense. I mean, it changed the game forever. It's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that that, that system and, and that game plan has been the system that's won the most Super Bowls of any system, right? Right, and in every system, there's at least West Coast offensive principles. Right. And I will tell you, getting off subject a little bit, there's a little bit of that run and shoot sure. in almost sure. every system nowadays. Sure, no question. But it's distinctly it's it's become a little bit more similar now between like a lot of the run and shoot and air raid principles that have infiltrated into NFL offenses. It's not as different as it used to be. But if you were a college coach, what system would you run? Well, I'll tell you. There's two different philosophies in football, right? Right. And certainly in offensive football. One is do very little and do it better than anybody else. Nobody else is close to us. Now, to do it that way, you need two things. You need all the counters to your simplistic personnel groups, formations, motion shift, and plays, right? You need all the counters. And then you need a heck of a smart quarterback to get you typically in the best play on every down. Now, the other philosophy, which I lean way towards, is keep your opponent off balance. Now, how do you do that? Personnel group formation shifts, motions, cadence, more scheme. I'll give you a for instance. You've got a pretty good defensive end. Well, in his preparation and during the game, I want him to have to defend, make your opponent defend. I want him to defend a reach block. Uh, uh, a down block by either a tight end or a wing, a drive block, a cut block, an influence block, and a kick out, right? I want him to see all of those things, a chip in the pass, all of those things. Now you're going to slow that really good player down a defensive end, all right? So that first one, I say, is a little bit more college because they're so concerned about making mistakes. Football is a, is a mistake-filled type of game, Right, the, the, the team who makes the fewest will typically win, other than a big play type of team. I lean the other way. Let's keep our opponent off balance. We will live with a mistake or two more than the other team will, but we, it will pay off tenfold throughout a game and be aggressive throughout a game or, or a year or the course of a program. Would you want a running quarterback or not? 
Would you buy a running quarterback or a guy? I guess there's multiple types. Because in college, you really can get away with just the 6'3", 225-pound Clydesdale who might not be able to throw it a lick, but he can run all over the place and make plays. And if he can throw the ball just well enough. Right. And then, and then you know, in the NFL, like Lamar Jackson, you have to all of a sudden sort, gets, of, right. sort of get the crystal ball. Is he going to be able to throw the ball well enough to be a quarterback in the NFL? And I obviously thought yes. Here it w- and now your question was the system, sure. right? Your system has to be designed so you can do do just about anything needed. So once you get all these great players in, and you can just simply play to their strengths, it's got to be enough to do that. Your system. If I had a drop back quarterback that had very little movement ability. I would play some other guys. Yeah. I remember in Philadelphia, we had five different guys take a snap at the quarterback position. McNabb, Vic, Deshaun, LaShawn, right. and Macklin. You know, no, they were all from the shotgun. Man, Jeremy Macklin, I forgot about him. Macklin was a heck of a player. He we was also had sweet a when he was healthy. Take a snap yep. in later games. So put, your, put the pressure on your opponent. Keep them off balance. If they know what's coming, then you have a chance to get slapped in the face. If they don't know what's coming, now you have the upper hand. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg, longtime NFL coach in studio with me, Coulter Nuwana, as we do this. The second hour of each Monday's show here on ESPN Radio, presented in part by Alpine Touch. You want some Alpine Touch? We were throwing it all over the place at our tailgate show on, uh, on Saturday we got a big Alpine Touch giveaway coming up, but we also have a Grand Slam package from Alpine Touch for you. Just give us a call. Call number 4-888-1029. That's 888-1029. we got a Grand Slam package at Alpine Touch that our guys there at Alpine Touch will send right to you. If you don't win, you'll get yourself a Grand Slam pack at alpinetouch.com. One of my good friends, Bill Kohler, lost one of his best players today. He got traded. That and more NFL news on the other side. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. The Grizz pulled out the spookiest of wins. The Bobcats have a showdown with conference title implications upcoming, and high school postseasons hit a fever pitch over the weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Montana was flagged a total of 19 times and officially penalized 12 while also turning the ball over four times and seeing senior quarterback Cam Humphrey get knocked out of the game yet again. Yet the Grizz still figured out a way to pull out a bizarre 20-19 win over Southern Utah Saturday in Missoula. The Grizz moved to 3-2 in Big Sky play, 6-2 overall.
overall while dropping Southern Utah to 1-8. and eight. For more on the weirdest of Grizz victories, tune into Nuanez now for the Montana Football Hour today at 4 p.m. Montana State and Eastern Washington ranked number four and number five in this week's poll respectively. Each had buys last week. This week, the two top teams in the big sky square off in Cheney, Washington. EWU is looking to bounce back from its first conference loss two weeks ago, a 35-34 home loss to Weber State. Montana State has won seven straight and sits atop the conference standings at 5-0 in Big Sky Conference play. And finally, the high school football playoffs are into the quarterfinals for all classifications, and the Sentinel Spartans know their opponent to begin their postseason title defense. The reigning Class AA champions will take on Great Falls High after the Bison eliminated Missoula Big Sky 41-14. Other AA quarterfinal matchups include Bozeman at Helena, Capital at West, and Butte at Glacier. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. You know who's here when we're playing Willie Nelson. Coach Marty in the studio with me. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We almost got there going the last break. We need one more caller for Alpine Touch giveaway 406 888-1029. All you got to do is call us right now. We're going to send you a Grand Slam package from Alpine Touch right to your doorstep. 888-1029. It is the Monday afternoon quarterback presented in part by Alpine Touch as well as in part by Brett's RV and Marine with more than 75 RV and boat brands to choose from. Brett's offers the largest inventory under the big sky. Stop by 4800 Grand Creek Road and start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. Coach, we spent a bunch of time talking college ball there. That was fun. Let's uh, talk a little NFL. First and foremost, the there's two big pieces of news today. First of all, blockbuster trade. Von Miller, Denver Broncos, heading to the Los Angeles Rams. Man, these this this Hollywood team they got going right now in L.A. is pretty impressive. But an end of an era. I mean, Von Miller was one of the great stars the Denver Broncos have ever had. It's probably very difficult for that organization to say goodbye to one of their favorite players. I'll tell you what, I think both teams did well on this. The Rams are trying to make a run here to win the Super Bowl, and they got a great, great player. And then the Broncos got, I believe, two draft picks, a second and a third in next year's draft. So they're planning just a little bit for the future in Denver. So I think it's a positive for both teams. And it goes back, you and I have talked about it. Uh, the Bill Walsh thought process. You'd rather move on from one of your great players a year or two too early rather than a year or two too late. Why do you think that there is... I mean, in the NBA, we talk about trades all the time. Major League Baseball, like the 10 days leading up to the trade deadline, I mean, that's all we talk about around here. Who's going to get traded for who? All the big deals. It's so rare that a big-time guy gets traded in-season in the NFL. Why? Salary cap issues. Right. You saw where the Rams are going to pay the last $9 million out of $9.7 million, something like that. Right. You know, for the rest of the year, uh, there's no trade clauses. There's, it, it gets a little bit complicated than just one guy for one guy or – or, or, or just because of the salary cap issues. I'll never forget when Randy Moss got traded to the Raiders, and it was for a fourth-round pick. 
I was pretty young at the time, so I didn't understand a lot of that stuff. I, I just could not, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that that, I was th- sitting here thinking, this guy's the best. In my mind at that moment in time, I was like, this guy's the best player in the NFL. I didn't get all the other stuff and the salary cap and stuff. But I do think it's fascinating because it's very, wh- why do you think that there's hardly ever players traded for players? Even when you do see a guy traded, it's always for picks. Almost always. Yeah. Because of, again, the salary cap issues. There are some guys on your football team you can't cut or trade. Right. Because <laughs> right. you've got their contract spread out over, let's say, five years. Right. All of that will hit that organization in the face that year if you trade that person. So, you know, one player for picks at the end, towards the end of his contract, a little bit, a little bit easier. A player for a player. Then you've got two contracts at issue. Uh, so... The, the early uh, a guy that signs and he's early in his contract, he typically is not going to be cut or traded. We talked ad nauseum about the Montana Grizzlies 20-19 win over Southern Utah and all the bizarre circumstances that went into that game. And there must have been something in the air because the bizarre weekend of football continued yesterday. We saw... A guy named Cooper Rush, who I'd never even heard of, come off the bench and lead the Dallas Cowboys to a win on Sunday Night Football over the Minnesota Vikings. We saw another quarterback who I'd never heard of until I watched the game for the New York Jets, Mr. White. I don't even know his first name. That was never even on my radar. And uh, he goes and beats Cincinnati. We saw uh, Tom Brady get whipped at the Superdome, almost throws a pick. Gets away with it, throws another pick, and then he's getting sacked. I mean, what a bizarre day of football. It is, I mean, you can't just say it's something in the air, but it also, it also seems, though, like this time of year, like week eight, week nine, that's when stuff starts to kind of go awry, right? Or when unusual things start to happen. Yeah, you and I talked about that day-to-day, hour-to-hour, week-to-week. When you're really good, it tends to get a little cat mentally Maybe right. not the preparation, maybe not the practice, but mentally, right. all of a sudden, the fellows think that they're there, right. that they've made it. And then a team that's fighting and scratching for a win, either to get a win or to get back into the playoff race or get back to 500, they're dialed in. And look, at there is some difference in talent from team to team. You know, it's a matchup game. Sure. But that hard work and the preparation and the most prepared teams will typically win on Sundays. But there's not as much difference in talent in the NFL, though, as there is at all our levels of football, though, right? That you're exactly because right. Of the tal- because of the salary cap, right? Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. There, it is parity in the NFL. So any small advantage you can get may end up winning the game for you on Sunday. I also always remind uh, folks of this. It's very rare that you have a team that wins less than three games in the NFL. Like two or less wins is like historically bad seasons. But also, though, when you look at all the three and four and five win teams in the league, it's not as if they only just beat the other teams with worse records than them, right? Oftentimes, you'll have a team that goes four and 12, and two of those wins might be against playoff teams, conference champions. I also think, though, there's an element of when you do have a big win, being able to handle it. I think that's what I think the Cincinnati Bengals ran into. First of all, you have an uh, uh, improving New York Jets team. I actually think that the Jets have gotten a lot better. They were, the first half of last year, 
really bad. And they've steadily gotten a little bit better each week. And now I know Zach Wilson getting knocked out, okay, but then it seemed like they rallied around that guy. More than anything, though, I think that the fact that the Bengals hang, hung 47 on Baltimore, I think they might have been reading their own headlines a little bit this week. That definitely can happen, especially to a young team. If you're filled with veteran-type players who have been there and done that, typically they will not allow it to happen to their team in Cincinnati is pretty young. The other thing is the NFL is a big play type of league. You can you can give up all kinds of rushing yards and 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 if you stop them in the red zone and then all of a sudden you can play horribly. I've had several of these games just horribly on offense and get four or five big plays and win the game by two scores. Right. That happens in the NFL. So a team that's not quite as talented as another, and they get that four or five big plays, and then the team that's a little bit more talented only gets one or two, the, the less talented team has at least a chance to win the ball game. Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine, proud to be the largest of all Montana RV dealers. They currently showcase the best inventory in the state at volume discount prices. Stop by 4800 Grant Creek Road. Start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. All right, let's talk about this game last night, Coach. Dallas Cowboys, one of the surprises of the season so far. Then with their their field general on the sideline, I thought there was no chance against the Minnesota Vikings. The um, Dallas defense has been uh, up and down at best the last couple of years. They decided to move on from a couple of their centerpieces. I mean, it's, it's really unfortunate, complete side note, but really unfortunate what happened with Jalen Smith. I mean, I thought he was one of the great talents in the league, and he just didn't have any tread left on the tires. I mean, he went from this great story of coming back from the horrible knee injury at Notre Dame to then being an all-pro for a couple of years, but then get hurt again, and he, once you lose a step, it's not, it's not happening for you. But regardless, the Cowboys, though, did more than hang. They played great defensively last night against one of the better offenses in the NFL in Minnesota, and then this kid from SMU comes out of nowhere, and what a story. I mean, they kept panning to his family. from an obje- I mean, I know that my only rooting interest left in all of sports is for the Minnesota Vikings, but objectively, it was a great story. Still, though, how does this happen? I never even heard of this guy. Minnesota's supposed to be a good defensive team that also can score a bunch of points. It's SOS for the Vikings right now. This was a, a horrible loss last night on Sunday Night Football. Well, anytime a defense lose a, a team... And, and their defensive squad loses yeah. to a quarterback in his first start. Right. Something went wrong. This this fella was two for three in his career, I believe. Right. You, you know, so that's, that's the three first. Three passes in his yeah, career. That's the first issue. Now, he's been in the NFL a while. Four years. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So uh, that's the first issue. The second issue is I think Dallas is a pretty good football team. Oh, they are for sure. And 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 Minnesota, I think, is average and maybe even a little bit below average. Yeah. Uh, as they a sh- as a team, they, they shouldn't be though. They should be a little bit better, but they're not. They're not. Okay. So Dallas goes in there without their quarterback, and you will see this on occasion. The first few games. Of a new quarterback, nobody's got the book on him yet. Right, totally. And then once they get the book on him, some of these weaknesses may very well show up. So we'll see how Dallas does. Now, I would expect their starter 
to get back here, Dak Prescott, real quick, I think it's just a little bit of a calf strain that they wanted to give some extra time, and they rolled the dice a little bit and came out on top. Mike White, by the way, the quarterback for the <laughs> New York Jets. Uh, Coach, the other big headline from the weekend that was, I actually put in the outline when I sent to you today because it hadn't been confirmed yet, what is the, the sustainability of Derrick Henry and all the carries uh. he's getting? And then two hours after I sent it to you, breaking news, Adam Schefter, Derrick Henry, MRI, broken foot, uh, or some sort of foot injury that's requiring surgery. So I have my answer. Um, but this is no bueno because we've seen this throughout professional sports. The ACL used to be the kiss of death. It's not anymore. There's all sorts of different injuries. We've, we've made so much progress in terms of um, mitigating them and uh, rehabbing them and all that. Big dudes with foot injuries, that's the last one that's really bad. So I'm not trying to get you to project as, as far as what Derrick Henry's where he's at, but even the biggest, strongest man in the world, if you give him 35 carries a game, it's, it's just a ticking time bomb in the NFL. Typically. Right. Uh, you know, King Henry, uh, he's a special, special, special guy. He is. Uh, so it's disturbing that, that he got that foot injury, and it's disturbing for Tennessee is who it's disturbing for because he was their go-to guy. And I think that running game allowed their quarterback to play at a high level on a pretty consistent basis. So we'll see how much they miss him. You know, other teams can plug the next runner in and not lose quite as much on occasion. I'm not sure Tennessee can do that. We'll see, and we'll see if they adjust their offensive scheme and philosophy just a little bit without him. Monday afternoon quarterback, Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. A few more thoughts on the NFL Plus. Look at tonight's game. Is it a must-win for the Kansas City Chiefs? Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. All I can do to keep going crazy, but the paranoia slowly creeping in. Oh, I keep drinking myself silly. Coach, do you know about Sturgill Simpson? Yeah, I've. I, in fact, I saw a special on the television. This was a couple years back. Yeah. About this guy. This guy was a, a special, special guy. He's different awesome, dude. Now. He is a. Oh, he is. He is all the way out there. He yeah. lives on a different planet. But I love it, man. I wish my old man was still around to see uh, Sturgill Simpson because he is. He's like outlaw country in the 21st century. It's pretty good stuff. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Marty Morningweg in studio with me, Colter Nuwana, as it is presented. Proudly by Brett's RV and Marine. Brett's RV and Marine locally owned and operated for more than 50 years. You can find them 4800 Grant Creek Road. Go start your next adventure with the premier RV dealers in Montana. 
Coach, one guy I haven't asked you about really, uh, as much as maybe we should be giving him a little bit of talking points, is a guy I actually got to know really well when he was at Eastern Washington. The first time I ever saw him, thought he was a special, special player, and uh, he's done nothing but affirm that. I mean, he's he's ridiculous. He's he's an unbelievable talent. He's dominated at every level he's played at. It's Cooper Cup, and uh, now here he is. I think he's got six 100-yard games already. He caught two more touchdowns yesterday. I mean, he's leading the league in catches, receiving yards, touchdowns. The dude is out of his mind right now. What do you think of Cooper Cup? You love Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup, man. You bring him up every time I we're on it. the radio. I love it. I love it. I love he's him. outstanding, right? So what has to happen for a guy to go from where he was at Eastern Washington to where he's at now? He's got to be a natural type of player. He's got to have skills. Mm -hmm. He's got to stay reasonably healthy. He's got to have opportunity. He's got to have the right players, coaches, and scheme around him to be this good and this consistent. He's just a fantastic player in the right environment. Let's talk about tonight's game. First of all, I think that one way we could say just how bizarre this season has been is right now the Carolina Panthers, who have already benched their quarterback within the scope of this season, the Denver Broncos, who started out 3-0 and and then fell off but then came back, and the New England Patriots, who also had a poor start and are playing a rookie quarterback, they all have better records than per- potential playoff projected teams like the 49ers, the Seahawks, the Vikings, the Colts, and the Chiefs. So that's kind of how crazy the year's been already. But Kansas City's sitting here 3-4. and They got the New York Giants, who have been struggling mightily the last couple years, coming to Arrowhead Stadium. What's your scout on tonight's game? Is this a must-win for the Chiefs? Well, first of all, the Chiefs are the most surprising to me. Absolutely. Because no they've got the great, great quarterback. They rebuilt their line. Their defense was supposed to be a little bit better. To answer your question, is a must-win. Every game in the NFL feels like a must-win. You you and I talked about the first game's like the Super Bowl. And then every game from then on is sort of, okay, we want to dominate our division, so this is important. Or right about now, you're you're fighting to have home field advantage. Or you're fighting to get back into the playoff realm. Or you're just trying to get a win. So every game is important. Must-win, I don't think it's quite the must-win situation yet. Now I'm saying that because I think Kansas City is going to blow it up tonight at home against the New York football giants. If they don't, trouble. This is trouble if they don't. Must win. I think they're so talented. When you, It's kind of like that player that's ultra talented, has done it before. Sure. And then all of a sudden, he is in a slump like you've never seen before. The great Barry Bond said one time, you've never played much baseball if you haven't been in a slump. That's right. That's right. I think Kansas City's in a little bit of a funk, a little slump. They'll pull out of it. They've got great leadership on that team. I know how they're approaching this game. It's business as usual with steam coming out of their ears. It's. I think it's the exact reason why that they have uh, come out the gates not quite as hot. It's it's just incredibly difficult to sustain it at an absolute elite Super Bowl level for more than just like the two-year span. That's why even for all of Tom Brady's success and Bill Belichick's success, it it's always comes in two-season pairs, and then there's a little bit of a dip, and then you get it back going. The Patriots just had this 
great fortune of being in the AFC East when there was not very much much competition in the AFC East too. So they could bank some victories uh, along the way and still get in the playoffs. But I, I still think the Chiefs are a playoff team. What do we think about the Super Bowl loss hangover? Right. Is it real? I think it is because typically it's a really good team and it's yep. been maybe like, like the Chiefs uh, several years of long, long seasons. Guys are doing commercials. Uh, they're getting pulled in all different directions. Their agents got them uh, doing some stuff on game weeks. You know, all of these things, and they just get nicked and nicked and nicked, and then all of a sudden, they're three and four, and they better pull it together tonight. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. It's been great as always. We're almost to the midpoint of the NFL season, so that's pretty interesting. But, Coach, thanks so much for swinging by. Always a true pleasure to have you here. Awesome, Coulter. Presented by Brett's RV and Marine. Go check out Brett's RV and Marine, 4800 Grant Creek Road. Thanks for kicking it with us on a Monday. You want to find anything from today's show, Montana Football Hour, and the Monday Afternoon Quarterback with Coach Marty. You can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. We'll be back at it tomorrow. we got a jam-packed show for you. Eastern Washington head coach Aaron Best will join us. His team hosts Montana State in a top-five showdown in Cheney on Saturday. We'll also have our Treasure State Stars of the Week. We'll also get some thoughts from Andrew Houghton on the state of affairs for the Grizzlies as well as the rest of the Big Sky Conference. 4 o'clock tomorrow, it's Nuanas Now. We'll see you then. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful evening. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.